Praise God. Everybody doing good? Glory to God. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much for your presence in this service today. Thank you for the God-honoring worship that took place. Thank you, Master, for being able to bring our tithes and our offerings and to receive communion and celebrate life today. We pray now, Lord God, that you would open the eyes of our hearts, flood them with light. Lord, that our spirits would be strengthened with glory and with might. Thank you, Father, for revelation knowledge flowing in this place. And we give you praise for it now in Jesus' name. And everyone said amen. Amen. In Proverbs chapter 18 and verse 14, we are in a series called Stronger. Proverbs 18, 14 says the strong spirit of a man will sustain him in bodily pain or any trouble. But a weak and broken spirit, who can raise up or bear? We've talked about how that you and I can develop a strong spirit and maintain a strong spirit. One of the ways we do so is through meditating in the Word of God and by putting God's Word first place. I love that, don't you? His Word is more desirable than our necessary food. It is more desirable than silver. It's more desirable than gold. As a matter of fact, the psalmist said, it's sweeter than honey or the honeycomb. He said, it's forever settled in heaven. It rejoices the heart. It enlightens the eyes. It lights our paths. It warns us. It heals us. It directs us. And it makes us wiser than our enemies. Nothing is more important than hearing and obeying God's Word. It's not just information we need. We need to go from information to revelation. And that can happen through meditation. And then last week, we talked about the importance of exercising our faith or being a doer of God's Word. A person that says they have faith with no corresponding actions, well, it's dead and it's inoperative. I'm looking at a group of people, I believe, that aren't just hearers of the word, but we are all doers of God's word. And in doing so, we are blessed in our doing. And then a very important fact or a very important part of developing a strong spirit is resting in the Lord. And I'm probably going to move into that next Sunday. Uh, But this morning, I want to subtitle this message called Operation Elimination. Operation Elimination. You can feed on the Word of God. You can do the Word of God. And you can get so full of God's Word. But if you do not eliminate the drains the drains will actually weaken your spirit. And we don't want that, do we? We do not want our spirits to be depleted in this day, in this hour. So, you know, when a person's spirit is depleted, it's like trying to pour gas into a tank with a hole in it. Or fill a bathtub without plugging the drain. I mean, the water's running out as quickly as it's coming in. So I want to look at just one of those drains that we need to eliminate. And the main drain that we need to eliminate in our life is fearing and fretting. We must eliminate all fear. 
if we are going to live a victorious life. You see, the stronger that we are down here, the more fear-free that we will be. Now, in 2 Timothy chapter 1 and verse 7, I want you to notice that verse with me. 2 Timothy chapter 1 and verse 7, it says here, For God has not given us the spirit of fear. So we know that a spirit of fear comes from the enemy. God's not given that to us. But He's given us a spirit of power and of love and of a sound mind. Now I know this for sure, that if we are to tolerate fear on any level, it will contaminate our faith. What fear does is fear gives the enemy access into our life like faith gives God access into our life. See, to be fearful means to be panicked or worried or to have anxiety. It's impossible for me and you to be full of faith and fearful at the same time. They do not mix. And one of the biggest deceptions that I've seen since I've been a pastor for over 40 years in the body of Christ is that people believe that fear is natural. Fear is not natural to the born-again believer. It does not come from God. Now, notice with me over in Romans chapter 8 and verse 15. Romans the 8th chapter, the 15th verse. It says here, For you have not received the spirit of bondage to fear. So, the evil spirit which brings fear to people's lives, along with it, brings bondage. That is not the spirit you have received. When you got born again, you received the Holy Spirit. When you got filled with the Spirit, you got an overflow of the Holy Ghost in your life. But you've not received that spirit of bondage which brings fear. But now notice in verse 15, the rest of it says, But you have received the spirit of adoption, or we could say it this way, the Spirit of God. The Spirit of God, whereby we cry, Abba, Father, or we cry, Daddy, Daddy. Now, bondage is a terrible thing. The opposite of bondage is liberty. We've not received the spirit of fear, which brings bondage, but we have received the spirit of God, which brings liberty or brings freedom. Now, bearing that thought in mind, Look at with me to 2 Corinthians chapter 3 and in verse 17. 2 Corinthians, the third chapter, verse 17. It says here, Now the Lord is that Spirit. That's the Spirit you and I have received. Now the Lord is that Spirit. And where the Spirit of the Lord is, read the rest with me, There is liberty, emancipation from bondage, freedom from fear. The Spirit of God 
emancipates, gives us liberty from bondage, and enables us to live fear-free in a fear-filled world. This is a world that is full of fear. But you and I are not of this world. We're living in this world. We are the ones that have overcome the world. Hallelujah. Whatever is born of God overcometh the world. And this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. Now notice this verse again. Now the Lord is that spirit where the spirit of the Lord is. The spirit of the Lord is right here. He's in our midst, but the spirit of the Lord is in you as well. There is liberty, emancipation from bondage and freedom. That means free from fear in all of its forms. That's a good thing. Fear takes many shapes and fear takes many forms. For example, there is the fear of death. There is the fear of failure. There is the fear of rejection. And then many people have the fear of the future. How many know it's never safe to look into the future with eyes of fear? Stop trying to be a time traveler. Stop looking at the future with eyes of doubt and eyes of doom and eyes of gloom. If that happens, your heart will fail you. Your heart will become weakened for looking at the things that are coming on this world, but also looking at the things that are going on around you. It's not the things that are going around you that give you victory. It's what's happening on the inside of you. And say it with me, greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. So stop trying to be a time traveler. Live in the moment. Dr. Jones said this, I'm inwardly fashioned for faith, not for fear. He said, fear is not my native land. Faith is. He said, I'm so made that worry and anxiety are sand in the machinery of life. But faith is the oil. He said, I live better by faith and confidence than by fear, doubt, and anxiety. In anxiety and in worry, my being is gasping for breath. These are not my native air. But in faith and in confidence, I breathe freely. These are my native air. And so, thank God, you don't have to be afraid of anything. You don't. All fear has its root in the fear of death. And you know what Jesus did to death, don't you? He whooped death hell and the grave and he rose victoriously matter of fact look at a verse here that'll make you happy look at Hebrews chapter 2 and verse 14 and 15 I don't think they're going to have it on the screen so if you have your Bible look at it Hebrews the second chapter well there it is man you guys are quick up there thank you Notice it says, For as much then as the children are partakers of, of what? Flesh and blood. He also himself likewise took part of the same, that through death he might have 
the power that he might destroy him that had the power of death, that is the devil. So death has been defeated. But now notice verse 15. This is good news for you. And deliver them or us who through the fear of death were all their lifetime subject to bondage. Notice this with me. Death, the fear of death, has a lifetime sentence of bondage. Oh, but Jesus. Come on, somebody say, oh, but Jesus. Jesus destroyed the power of death. And he has given us life and life more abundantly. And so here's what fear does. Fear makes much ado about nothing. Fear is not rational. And it is not based on fact. Somebody says ado, what does that mean? The word ado could be translated as commotion, clamor, or uproar. uproar. Fear and worry will work together to deceive by appearances. Now, Joyce Meyer coined this saying, and I can't improve on it. She said, fear, F-E-A-R, false evidence appearing real. It appears real. But I'm here to tell you and to counsel you, never take counsel from fears. For we have God's word to overcome worry and fear. Now, being a believer doesn't mean you don't ever feel afraid. Doesn't mean you never feel uncertain. But when fear threatens you, you declare what David declared. Whenever I am afraid, I will trust in you. Come on, lift your hands and say, whenever I'm afraid, whenever fear comes, I put my trust in you. Mm. Trust in him. Have confidence in him. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Fear weakens one's spirit, but faith strengthens one's spirit. If you want to get stronger and stronger in this day, in this hour, feed on the faithfulness of God and grow and develop your faith. Walk in it, live in it, talk in it, Breathe in it, and you will see yourself grow by leaps and bounds. Amen? Amen? So, there's two different talks going on. There's devil talk, and there's God's talk. Devil talk brings the devil on the scene. But how many of you know what God's talk does? The language of redemption brings God on the scene. So, there's always going to be things out there that will try to attack us and to pull us out of faith into fear. But I just dropped by to tell you today, confessing the truth of the Word of God will keep you from giving in to the enemy's lies. Speak victory and not defeat. Hallelujah. This is the advanced class, I think, today. Maybe you got an extra hour of sleep or something. <laughs> Look at 1 Timothy chapter 6. 
First Timothy, the sixth chapter. And notice here in verse, I believe it's verse 12. First Timothy 6, 12. Notice here, it says, fight. Well, first of all, notice what, is it do- what it doesn't say. It doesn't say fight your neighbor. It doesn't say fight your, fight your wife or fight the government. What does it say? It says fight. What kind of fight is the fight of faith? It's a good fight. And a good fight is not a fight that you lose. A good fight is a faith that you what? That you win. Fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold on eternal life, whereunto you have been called, and have professed a good profession before many witnesses. Now notice this statement, fight the good fight of faith. I saw this as I was preparing for this yesterday, that part of fighting the good fight of faith is to walk by faith and not by sight. So he says, well, that's simple. It is easy and it is simple, but it is ever so huge. When you really look at that verse and you understand what that is saying, man, it will absolutely change your life. So let's look at 2 Corinthians 5 verse 7. 2 Corinthians 5 7 says... For we walk by what? We walk by faith and not by sight. To walk free from fear, we must walk by faith and not by sight. Now what does that mean? That means that we must not walk or live by our five physical senses. When it comes to getting stronger in God, you cannot allow your senses to dictate to you how things are going to turn out in your life. I mean, what we see, what we hear, what we smell, what we taste, and what we touch. We cannot live by those things. Certainly, we use those things to live in this natural world. But if you want to get supernatural results in this natural world, you must live by the sixth sense. And the sixth sense is faith. Hallelujah. For faith is the substance of things hoped for, and it is the evidence of things not seen. Learn to live, learn to regulate, learn to speak by faith, and not by what you see. You see, faith fights fear, and faith always wins. Faith fights feelings, and faith always wins. See, much of the fear and the anxiety that people experience, they say about 45% of anxiety that people experience, about 45% of it comes from what people think. What they think about their situation and then also what they speak about their situation 
Some of it is genetic. Some of it is how we were brought up. 10% of it, they say, is just basically on what's going on circumstantially. But the enemy is the master of imaginations. He is the master of suggestions. He is the master of telling you a vision that never comes out to your benefit. Right? That is why Corinthians says that we are to cast down, not entertain his imaginations, but we're to cast them down. And bring into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. And the only way I know to do that is with the weapons of my warfare. With the fight that God has given me to fight the good fight of faith. With the word, with the blood, with the name, and with the power of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. So what we think about what's happening... Or what imaginations the enemy brings to our soul. That brings fears and anxieties into people's lives. That quite frankly, they do not have to yield to. And that is why we see over and over again in the word of God. That we are responsible to do something with our minds. Say it with me. My mind mind. is my mind. And I am the doorkeeper of my mind. In other words, we do not have to allow those images of failure, those images of rejection, those images of disease, those images of going broke. We do not have to allow them into our mind, but rather we can saturate our mind with the goodness of God and with the promises of God. And we can get so full of God's word here and here that it pushes everything away. Amen. Glory to God. I believe we ought to put a bouncer at the door of our soul. In Philippians chapter 4 verse 8, look over there. Philippians the fourth chapter, the eighth verse. Stronger. Stronger. I'm getting stronger. You're getting stronger right now just listening to the word. You're being nourished in the words of faith. In Philippians chapter 4, verse 8, he says, Finally, my brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely. It's not lovely when you're thinking wrong thoughts. Whatsoever things are of good report. Amen? If there be any virtue... And if there be any praise, think on these things. There's only one thing that I know of that fits the bill for all those characteristics, and it's the Word of God. The law of the Lord. The Word of God is perfect, and it converts your soul. In other words, it'll change the way that you think. So what then are you thinking about during the course of the day? What thoughts are you allowing into your mind, your will, and your emotions? Thoughts from the enemy can affect your emotions. But oh, thinking the thoughts of God can affect 
not only your emotions, but it can affect your whole being. Amen? Think on these things. Latch on to some scriptures. Now look over at Isaiah 26 and verse 3. Glory to God. The Lord's helping us today. Thank God we've got heaven's help. Isaiah, the 26th chapter. And what verse did I say? Which verse? Oh, you are listening. Thank you, Jesus. So, in other words, get a bouncer at the door of your soul. I don't know if you've ever gone to a club where they had bouncers before. Perhaps you were like me, you got bounced out a couple times. (laughs) That was B.C. That was before Christ. I tell you, folks, you've got to protect your soul. It it pays rich dividends to stay prayed up. Doesn't it? There's there's things out there that the enemy tries to set set up for you. And if you're not ready to go out into the day, you better get ready. Because I'll guarantee you, there's some traps out there. There's some snares out there. That's why we need to plead the blood of Jesus in the name of Jesus when we wake up in the morning. If you get on 880, don't get on 80 without praying. Don't get on 680 without pleading the blood. I was going last week to work out and evidently some lady evidently got anxious and just stopped right in the middle of the road. And I thought, well, thank you, Jesus. (laughs) And I thought to myself, thank God he's given his angels charge over us to keep us in all our ways. You see, thinking the thoughts of God will not only strengthen your spirit, that's where it comes from, but it also will strengthen your mind. And it'll keep you from saying some things that, oh, you so desperately want to say. <laughs> I mean, it, it'll, it'll keep your attitude in check. Anybody ever been tempted to have an attitude? <laughs> well, I had a fresh revelation of that yesterday. Took me a while to get out of the house yesterday. I was studying and preparing. Usually, you know, go do something in the afternoon. So I'm, I'm just minding my own business. And I'm just driving down the road. And all of a sudden, this person just stops in the middle of the road. And the person behind him had to swerve. And I had to swerve. Evidently, they were lost. And they thought, okay, I better stop here in the middle of the road to find out where I'm at. And I thought, thank you, Jesus. (laughs) So I politely laid on the horn. (laughs) You know, people, people that do that need to know that you're not to stop in the middle of the road. (laughs) And so, you know, I thought, well, this might do the person some good. And then, out of the blue, on the other side of the street, on the sidewalk, some guy that's cleaning the streets starts yelling at me. 
and starts saying things that I had my window down so I don't know everything he said but I rolled my window down and my left hand started going toward <laughs> <Shandala-ba-ba-ba>. <laughs> and he was giving me the what for and he said just keep going keep going and I looked at him and I thought I'm leaving. (laughs) And you know, as I drove to where I was going, I thought to myself, thank you, God. Thank you, Lord, that you helped me. Thank you, Lord, that in my heart, I was strong enough not to yield to my flesh. If you don't watch it, your flesh will take take control and put you in some situations that you do not want to be in. Can't you see the headlines? Pastor Thomas from Heart of the Bay, TKOs, a street worker from the city. That'll help the offerings. (laughs) That'll help the church a lot. So we don't have to be afraid of those things. We don't want to be fearful of those things. But on the other hand, we want to be aware of his tactics. He does not like you. He does not like you, PT. He does not like any of us. As a matter of fact, he hates us. If they hated Jesus, they're going to hate you. But we do not come from a kingdom of hatred. We come from a kingdom of righteousness, peace, and joy, and love. Woo! In the Holy Ghost. And so the love of God constrains us, and it always will overcome the hatred that comes against us. Just like the faith of God in you will always overcome the fear-filled things that are in this world. So I went to bed last night, put my head on the pillow, saying, thank you, Lord. I'm not in jail. He says, thou will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee. If you want to have perfect peace and get stronger in your spirit and live faith-filled and fear-free, keep your mind stayed on Him. I asked a very good friend of mine years ago because I know that he practices the presence of God. And I asked him about waiting on the Lord. What do you do when you wait on the Lord? He says, I just behold Him. I just stay my mind upon Him. And lastly, speak the promises of God. Say with me this morning, it is well with my spirit, with my soul, and with my body. A couple of scriptures in closing. In Isaiah 41 verse 10, I want to look at that one. And the other one I'm going to quote. 
Arm yourself with the Word of God. Arm yourself with the Word of God. Speak God's Word. Say what God's Word says about you. Like we talked about last week, I don't have a care. Amen? It is well with my soul. Here's some great promises. Isaiah 41.10 says, Fear not. Why? I am with you. Be not dismayed, because I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. And then in Isaiah 54, verse 14. Did you all enjoy Brother Moore when he was here? Pray for him this week. He's traveling uh, around the Pacific Rim. He's going to Singapore. Then he's going down to Australia. And then he's going back to Samoa. So pray for him. Believe God that God will give him utterance. But he did a great job on teaching on righteousness, didn't he? How many of you have heard that teaching yet? Man, if you haven't heard it, uh, please please get the CD. Please go online. It will liberate you. I mean, your right standing with God is a great thing. And to know that God doesn't condemn you, your own heart may convict you, your own heart may condemn you, and you can do something about that. You can make the adjustments, but in the mind of God, He loves you with an eternal love, and He is not the condemner. He is the lifter up of your soul. And so I said all this to say this in Isaiah 54, verse 14. Say this with me. My refusal to fear makes me stronger and serves as a proof to Satan and all of his cohorts that his destruction is near. Hallelujah. Now this is a great verse of scripture. It says, In righteousness shalt thou be established. In other words, get settled on that truth that you are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. In righteousness thou shalt be established. And here's what it will do. It'll enable you to be far from oppression. A person that is in right standing with God is not oppressed. Thou shalt be far from oppression. Read the rest with me. For thou shalt not fear. And from tear, for it shall not Come near me. Amen. Well, did you get anything out of this morning? Let's stand to our feet and thank God for what we've heard today. Glory to God. No fear. No fear. No fear. No anxieties. No worries. Glory to God. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Blessed be the name of the Lord who always causes us to triumph. Yeah, just go ahead and raise your hands and thank Him. Glory, glory, glory to God. Mm, Glory to God. Hallelujah. Say it with me. I am am faith-filled and fear-free. Spirit of fear, I resist you. I bind you. I prohibit you. I put a stop on you in the name of Jesus. For I am established in God's word and in my right standing with God. I am not the oppressed. I am not the bound. 
I am the free. No more bondage for me. No more torment for me. No more fear here. I am more than, more than a conqueror through him that loves me. Love loves me. I have faith in the love of God that he has toward me. There is no fear in my life for perfect love, understanding, and revelation of just how much my Father loves me. It casts out fear. It dispels every trace of tear. Woo, hallelujah. I'm getting stronger. Stronger in my spirit. Stronger in my soul. Hallelujah. Do you believe it? Well, just shout to the Lord and thank Him for it. Glory to God. Amen.